Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined and the Final Four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get you started. That is B-L-E-A-V, guys. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online, guys, where the game starts. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined, as always, by producer G. Hey Wiley. G. how are you doing on this glorious Friday? Well, you know, obviously not as great as you. You got to see your heroes um, in in Dallas. Um, we missed you, by the way, in segment two of uh, the Arash yeah. Markazi show. Having it without you is really, really, really weird. But um, other than that, I'm doing great. It's Friday. March Madness is going to start tomorrow, so I cannot wait um, to whoop some Tar Heel butt. Um, so looking forward to that and just ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you called them Tar Heels. I'm very proud of you for that. I'm I sure know. That was a slip up on your part. Uh, second of all, as much as I missed you guys, it was really cool to catch up with Triple H, Polovec, uh had not seen him, obviously. I mean, if you have not seen a sit-down interview with Stephen A. Smith, it is really uh, incredible what he's gone through to, to, to find a way back to work. Uh, of course, he's, he's retired from in-ring competition, but you know, talked to him for a good 20 minutes um, at the Star, uh, the Cowboys facility. Posted on Twitter, uh, Jihei, the uh, Dallas Cowboys players came out for the uh, tryouts. You had Dak Prescott there. You had Ezekiel there. Uh, I did get confirmation. Your boy, Micah Parsons, will be ringside <laughs> at WrestleMania, so he's going to have a good time. But uh, a lot to get to today, Jihei. So with that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Well, the Lakers lost again last night <laughs> to the utah jazz i mean did we really think that they were gonna win come no. on guys um this is no surprise uh they were playing without lebron james and anthony davis um they've lost four straight games they're now 31 and 45 and the number 11 seed uh there is surprisingly some good news though arash they're tied with the spurs for the number 10 seed and are expected to get lebron james and anthony davis back for tonight's game against the number nine seeded new orleans pelicans or as my dad calls them the nylons pelicans yeah. uh can the lakers get into the play-in tournament with lebron and ad back I think so. I mean, I, I know that that's that's crazy, but I mean, the fact of the matter is they are technically on a tiebreaker, the 11 seed, but they are tied with the uh, San Antonio Spurs for the number 10 seed. They get LeBron back tonight. They get Anthony Davis back, more importantly, just because they haven't had him back for quite some time uh, tonight. The game tonight against the Pelicans is in Los Angeles. So if they can win that game, finish off the season 
you know, somewhat well. Uh, listen, it, it, it's not an accomplishment to be the 10 seed, but I, I do think that they have enough to get the 10 seed. That being said, G, I mean, I, I don't really have a ton of confidence that they're going to beat the Pelicans in New Orleans. And even if they win that game, like, will they win the um, do or die game? Will they win that 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 game where they have to go up against the team that uh, loses these seven, eight matchups? So that's either Minnesota or the Clippers. So, um, I mean, I, I guess there's some positive in terms of you're getting LeBron back, you're getting Davis back, but at this point in the season, G, and you said it, what is it, 31 and 45, their season's done. Yeah, this this is kind of a what are we doing here, Tony Kornheiser moment right now. I mean, um, when we talked to Nick Hamilton yesterday, it's like, why bring him back? You yeah. know, because you got to kind of treat AD with kitty gloves right now right because like he could you know walk over a crack and break his own back instead of his mother's back um at this point (laughs) i mean the the jazz beat them 122 to 109 we knew that this was going to happen we knew that they weren't going to win especially because of that abysmal loss against the clippers um that major comeback with the clippers by the way four uh, it's four over 20 point comebacks that the Clippers have yeah. done. So um, phenomenal job that the Clippers have done with the exception of that Bulls loss or, or of that uh, loss against the Bulls last night. But you know what? At the end of the day, we need to stop talking about the other LA team and just move <laughs> and just move on from this. Let's yeah. just move on. Lakers, you're done. We're okay with it. I, I know a lot of Laker fans out there that are also very okay with it. So uh, it's just time to move on and no no point in even talking about this playing tournament anymore talking about LeBron and AD coming back we done let's move on speaking of moving on the Los Angeles Rams did it again contending for a Super Bowl after losing three-time first all first team all-pro linebacker Von Miller to free agency the Rams signed six-time first team all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner on Wednesday I couldn't be more excited. Wagner signed a five-year deal, $50 million, and joins Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey to form one of the best defenses in the NFL. And that is an understatement. How big, Arash, is the signing of Bobby Wagner to the Rams' chances of repeating? It's it's so huge, and I really can't quantify this enough because one of the things that Von Miller brought to the table was sort of that veteran leadership. Not only what he can do on the field, but also what he meant to that locker room to the younger players on that team. And you touched on it, G.A. I mean, so normally speaking, when you lose a player of Von Miller's caliber, and let, let me just read for you quickly his what he's done. He is 33 years old, three-time first-team All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. He was on the 2010s All-Decade team and a Super Bowl champion. You replace him, Jihei, with Bobby Wagner at 31, six-time first-team All-Pro linebacker, eight-time Pro Bowler, also part of that 2010s All-Decade team, the active total tackles leader, and not only a Super Bowl champion, but the captain of one of the best defenses to win a Super Bowl. And just as importantly as all that, and that's a lot that I said right there, He's played in the division. He's very, I mean, he could not be more familiar with Seattle. And, of course, going up against the Rams and the uh, and the Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. So, again, uh, they, they guess they got, got an absolute steal here as well. A five-year, $50 million 
dollar deal in in finally this just shows how committed the rams are to winning they are all in not just last year when they won the super bowl but this year as well it's all about repeating you know what i might call the rams now they might be the new lakers yeah they might be the new lakers because they are trying to contend for a, a a championship every single year um i mean the fact that they get Bobby Wagner is phenomenal um, to get somebody that's in, uh, you know, inner conference and, and inner league and everything like that. But on top of it, you get a guy that solo had 93 tackles last year, 93. And I, I'm just and th- he's he has Hall of Fame numbers. It's it's crazy. But like and to combine that with Jalen Ramsey and and uh, Aaron Donald, I mean, this is just a a plethora of blessings right now i i couldn't be even more i couldn't be more ecstatic for the rams um i gotta root for a winner especially since my g-men aren't really that great <laughs> so um you know gotta gotta root for them gotta gotta root for the rams and the fact that they are embracing this la mentality of like you know what you're only as relevant yeah. as your wins and they are as relevant as their wins right now because they are trying to vie for another championship and they are vying not only are they vying for a championship but they're vying for the continuous hearts of the los angeles fans out there so and that's a great point gk because i think the one thing that the los angeles fan base wants to know that you are always contending and if there's a big name out there you're gonna go and get that name and so that's a, that that's a big thing that's what the dodgers do that's what the lakers do and that's what the Rams are doing right now absolutely well the clippers lead the league in comeback wins this season but last night they were on the opposite end of a comeback just 48 hours after coming back from 25 points down in the third quarter to beat the utah jazz last night the clippers blew a 16 point third quarter lead against the chicago bulls the bulls beat the the spurs the bulls (laughs) beat the clippers sorry clippers i love you clipper nation um but you got beat uh, 135 to 130 in overtime and the Clippers are basically locked into the number 8 seed gotta just say better than the Lakers um, <laughs> what do you got to throw my shade over there what do you think of the Clippers chances in the play-in tournament with Paul George back I, I, I just really think Paul George coming back changes the game not only do they get Paul George back they get Norman Powell back at, at some point very soon and by the way I had no expectation that they were going to go to Chicago you know get you know as soon as that game is over against the uh, Jazz hop on a flight to Chicago um, I didn't think that they were going to win that game so the fact that they had a 16 point lead in the third quarter impressive obviously you want to hold on to that lead you don't want to blow that lead uh, but I, I, I do think Paul, getting Paul George back and getting Norman Powell back at some point next week, uh, it, it changes them. Because if those two guys were healthy, they would not be the 8th seed. They would probably be, you know, the 4, 5, or 6th seed. Uh, so um, I, I, I like the Clippers' chances. I don't even I, – I, I like the Clippers' chances to beat the Wolves. You know, for a while we've been talking about – Okay, the Clippers are going to lose to the Wolves, and the Lakers are going to lose to the Pelicans. Or sorry, the, uh, the Lakers maybe the, the Pelicans. I don't think we're getting a Lakers-Clippers matchup in the second round of that play-in tournament. I think the Clippers win their play-in tournament game, and I think the Lakers lose their play-in tournament game. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think the Clippers lose their play-in tournament game. I think like if they get you know all their pieces, that that's exactly what I said. I think I think they. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I all I heard was losing. So, um, which 
you know, I, coming from you, I thought that that was like, oh my gosh, like you're the most positive person on the planet. But um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you then. I agree that, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Lakers. But for the Clippers, getting, you know, all those pieces back are going to be phenomenal, right? They're going to, it's um, getting Norman Powell back, um, which hopefully we'll get, you know, the Clippers will get him back in a week. Um, having Paul George back, uh, having that kind of leadership that it, I don't want to say he's been lacking because they've had Reggie there and he's been phenomenal. He's been great and I love him for that. Um, but as far as this is concerned, at least first rounder, um, you know, what? I'm never going to count them out because four times uh, coming back from a 25 plus point deficit. I'll take those odds any day if I'm a Clipper fan, and especially since the Clippers have actually done it. Well, the Kings got a much-needed 3-2 shootout win last night at Calgary, because Calgary has been kicking their butts. The second-place Kings are just five points behind the Flames for first place in the Pacific Division. Can the Kings win the Pacific Division, Arash? And what chances do you give them to make a Stanley Cup run like they made in 2012? and 2014. You know, first of all, I think it's amazing that, that that the Kings have only won their division twice in the entire history of the franchise. They've only won the, the, the division twice, and it has not been during the years where they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So not the not in 2012, not in 2014, and not back in 90, uh, I think the 93 or 94 with Goretzky. So, I mean, like, very rarely do the Kings win the division. I think that that's the case this year. I think the Cal- Calgary Flames um, win the division. I think the Kings finish second. I do think there's something about this, this Kings team, though. Um, you know, I'm not going to put them right now in the same class of the 2012 and 2014 Kings. But those Kings teams came out of nowhere. I mean, if you remember back in 2012, they qualified for the playoffs on the last day of the season. They were the eighth seed, and they found a way all the way to the uh, to, to win the uh, cup. So, um, not ready to to say that they're going to have the storybook Stanley Cup run. But it wouldn't shock me the way that they're playing last night, and what a big win for goalie Cal Peterson. Uh, which reminds me of those old commercial, you know, Cal Worthington mm-hmm. in his dog spot. But yeah, I mean, amazing win last night for the Kings. Yeah, you know, you're an LA centric uh, station or uh, program when you're mentioning those kinds of advertisements or rush. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you know what? This this team, a they needed this win. Like to say they needed this win is an understatement. I mean, Calgary's been kicking their patootie, um, you know, up and down this league and obviously they're um, in first place for the Pacific Division but um, the, the Kings are just extremely young and hopefully they learn from this but you know what I'm all about momentum I am all about momentum and if this jump starts them to um, a, a momentous occasion of making a run for the Stanley Cup then I'm all for it and it definitely helps that there is no parity in in hockey so you know these guys could possibly go on this massive run from starting from here on um i'm not saying that they're going to but it wouldn't shock me if they did and i I love this young young kings team i I think that they have so much potential and like we were um, talking about earlier on the season they have so much room to grow um and you know the fact that they're even vying for this and i have like so many friends out there that are like wait the kings are in second place in the pacific division you know like that just shows you how much 
um, they're, they're going to shock the world. So I hope they really do. Um, I don't see it happening, but I, I, I hope they do. And it just means that there's a bright future out there for the Los Angeles Kings. Well, the final four is this weekend in Nolens, as my dad would say on Saturday night, we'll see Villanova face Kansas and Duke face North Carolina. Go, go Duke. Um, <laughs> for the first time in NCAA history, Who's playing in the championship game on Monday, and which team is cutting down the nets, Arash? Well, listen, I, I, I think we're both in agreement here, perhaps. Uh, well, I know we both agreed that Duke's going to win. So I, I got Kansas versus Duke in the championship game, which is a godsend for uh, T- TBS. Again, the CBS family is uh, has been broadcasting these games, but the final four in the championship game will be on TBS. So uh, they're going to get a potential dream matchup of not only Kansas versus Duke, but Coach K coaching his last game with the opportunity to win the national championship and cut down the nets. And I do think that 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 happens. And I'm and I'm really hoping for you, Hey, that you get that moment because um, it's it's been a it's been an, it, it, like an up and down season, and I'll say that because of the way that you guys lost at, at Cameron Indoor and the conference tournament, and then that was it. It was like a, 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 they flipped the switch, as they uh, say, and uh, they, they've looked amazing. So I, I got Duke, Kansas in the final, and Duke and Coach K cutting down the nets Monday night at the Superdome in New Orleans. You know, I love your... Um... Uh, again, I love Arash's positivity. I love your uh, your fandom. I love I love you know just uh, everything. I think that's another reason why we're friends because we're the yin to the yang. Um, I'm not saying Duke's gonna lose. I'm not saying I'm not gonna root for Duke to win the whole entire thing. It would be a pick a, a storybook ending if Coach K's last W was a national title. Um, I am, however, saying that take Carolina to cover at four and a half points um that is this is going to be a rough matchup it's going to be really hard because both teams know what's on the line it's going to be very very tight um even though villanova uh, and going to the villanova game i know that even villanova knows you know what what's at stake and they've been there before as well um and they're extremely well coached all these teams are very well coached but um going uh, i i want okay I'm going to I'm just going to predict it. I'm going the same way. I'm going Kansas versus Duke. Um, I'm going Duke wins it um, with a buzzer beater um, from uh, my boy Williams. I love I love me some center action. Um, 72 71 buzzer beater with a dunk. I'm going with that because (laughs) Mark Williams is just a beast and he's the most underrated player. I'm going to say that he's the most underrated player that nobody is ever paying attention to right now. And he is going to be a steal in the NBA draft. Mark my words right now. He's going to be a steal. Um, I really, really do hope that we blow out Carolina. Uh, That would be the dream, Um, especially considering what happened in Cameron. Um, And I think hopefully, you know what, Paolo? It's time, bro. It's time. Put up or shut up. You want Carolina? It's time right now. Make it happen. Well, being Los Angeles, guys, last um, last highlight right here for you. The forum will be renamed the Kia Forum after the automobile company bought the naming rights to the iconic Inglewood Arena. I know you hated Staples Center becoming Crypto.com Arena, Arash. What are your thoughts on the fabulous forum 
becoming the Kia Forum. You know, I, so here's the thing. At the very least, it's still going to be called the Forum. My One of my biggest issues with Crypto.com Arena was A, it was a website, Crypto.com. B, it was Arena. Had they renamed it Crypto Center, I still would have had a problem with it, but not as big of a problem. The, the Kia Forum, I mean... The reason I don't have as big of a problem with it is I'm just thankful that the building is still like there because there's 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 no team in there. They hold concerts, they hold other events, but there's there's no tenant there in terms of the Lakers, the Kings, or whatnot. So listen, if they want to rename it the Kia Forum, it's fine. It began as the Fabulous Forum, became the Great Western Forum, became uh, the Forum presented by Chase. People don't remember that it was a church for a while. So listen, they would they want to rename it the Kia Forum. That's fine. I'm I'm still gonna just call it the Forum. So I, at the very least, Jihei, it's still being called the Forum. If they want to put the Kia logo next to it, that that's no problem there. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, my I think my issue with them naming it, like renaming Staples Center was that it was long. You're gonna call it the Crypto Crypto dot com Arena. You can't call it crypto arena you can't call it like you, you know what i mean like yeah. I, I just i think it was just a little too long for me and on top of it you're naming it after a website like let's yeah. just call it google for for crying you know what i mean <laughs> so i just i i think that it was just too long and you know what you're right at least you're still calling it the forum you know it still has forum in the name and you know what shout out and representing koreans taking over the world right now with that kia <laughs> uh representation shout out to my korean mamas and uh papas out there man i like i'm all for this i'm very okay um but i'm still gonna call it the forum of course yeah (laughs) listen shout out to all our korean brothers and sisters out there but yes we're still gonna just call it the forum okay let's leave it there for now when we come back we will talk a little bit more about the lakers uh the dodgers and the rams with our friend michael duarte from knbc4 in los angeles when we come back right here on the mightier 1090 espn radio in southern california and the fan in las vegas We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hey guys, Jihei from the Arash Markazi Show. Tons of people, by the way, take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I know I can use that. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements don't have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, guys, take ownership of your health. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground. 
Welcome back to the Arashmore Concert Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Okay, joining us now on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline is our main man, Michael Duarte from KNBC4 in Los Angeles. He is in Glendale, Arizona for Dodgers spring training. But before we get into the Dodgers and spring training, which I'm going to put in the good news category, we do have to get into some bad news, Michael. Last night, the Lakers lost again. No surprise, no LeBron James, no AD, they could be getting both of them back tonight. Um, you were on the post game press conference Zoom, uh, and you watched the game. I mean, your 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 thoughts on this team? I mean, they're technically in the 11 seed; they're tied for the 10 seed. I think they'll they'll finish the season as the 10 seed. I don't know if that's a good thing or, or a bad thing. Your thoughts on the Lakers? Arash, yes, I am here in the hot desert sun of Arizona. I know you're in Texas for WrestleMania. That yeah, that's right. That means I should be getting my entrance music at some point, right? <laughs> You're at WrestleMania. That's what goes down. But to answer your question, Arash, the Lakers' chances of making the play-in tournament, I would deem right now as broken as two sweethearts who sleep apart in different bedrooms, <laughs> right? I mean, if, if you look at this next game coming up on a back-to-back -back with LeBron James on an ailing left ankle with – with uh, Wenyan Gabriel on an injured, sore left ankle, Anthony Davis needing to dust the rust off over the last couple months. You have to win this game against the Pelicans uh, today, Friday. And then you have the Nuggets, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Nuggets again to end the season, Arash. Like, the Spurs have the Trailblazers twice in that time frame, uh, uh, yeah. who I think they win both games. That's what worries me. But you know what? to use a Game of Thrones analogy, it's what I feel like using right now on the show. The The Lakers are like the Starks, right? They just keep getting killed each and every time. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we didn't expect a whole lot here against the Jazz. Uh, you know, without LeBron, without AD, they put up a fight. Uh, they tried to keep it close. Dwight Howard had a big game. Like I said, when he goes against those bigs, he's showing flashes in the pan of his, his previous past greatness. But Right now, the Lakers are going to put all their chips on front of LeBron and AD to come back and try to carry them down this final handful of games. And when you look at the matchups they have, like I said, including the Suns here in Phoenix, where I am right now, it doesn't look good for the Lakers to make the play. And, and Arash, you tell me, some fans would rather have them just miss it completely, throw in the towel, trade Russell Westbrook in the offseason, Re restructure, reload the roster, and go at it again next year. It's a great point. I think this may be the most hated Lakers team amongst Lakers fans only because, listen, you know, the, 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 the Kobe, Dwight, Steve Nash team was a disaster, but at least they, they, they really gave them something to cheer for. Stretch run, Kobe put that team on his back. Uh, obviously, it essentially cost him the end of his career but uh you know i mean that 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 team wasn't that bad at the end of the season they they actually played with some heart they finished as the uh sixth seed or the seventh seed um this team michael i mean if they finish as the 11th seed when you look at how they began the season uh just i've never seen a lakers team booed by the home fans like that i mean you had this that crazy moment where LeBron and Russell and Trevor are like chirping at Lakers fans. Uh, it, it, it's so depressing. So I think you're right. I think if you were to tell 
well, Laker fans, okay, you know, you, you're, you're going to be the 10 seed, and here's how your season's going to come to a close. Either you're going to get to go to New Orleans and get blown out and your season's over, or somehow you find a way to win that game, and then your season comes to a close because you get blown out by the Clippers or the Wolves, or let's just say you find a way to win that game. Uh, your season comes to a close because you get swept by these Suns, and I'm not even going to, uh, you know, you know, talk about the the, uh, the chances that they have against the Suns because they have none. I think you're right, Michael. I think most Laker fans would want their season to end, and it's like put us out of our misery. Let this season be over. Yeah, I would agree with you. And you know, in any ordinary year, Arash, we'd be looking at okay, we don't make the play in tournament. We finish 11th, like you said, and we're guaranteed a top 10 draft pick. Oh, that's right. But oh no. No. <laughs> you gave that 2022 NBA draft pick to the New Orleans Pelicans in the Anthony Davis trade. So, no. you know, the Pelicans will be like, great, we'll make the play in tournament and get your top 10 draft pick. So, uh, yeah, there's not even a silver lining in this that there'd be a draft pick. The only silver lining would be, I guess, AD LeBron go back on the shelf, rest up and heal up. But I feel like this is what we said at the end of last season as yeah. well. And again, as we talked about. Let's say you do get that 10 seed. Let's say by some miracle, the Suns have clinched everything. They're packing it in. The Warriors have clinched the three spot. They're packing it in. Uh, you know, you're able to beat one of the Nuggets times. You beat the Pelicans tonight, Friday, like we said. And, and maybe you sneak in and you get that 10 seed. Well, guess what? You got to travel to New Orleans. You got to beat a team that's very difficult to beat. I think they could do it if Anthony Davis is healthy. But then you got to probably travel back to Staples, excuse me, crypto. And play the Clippers. <laughs> now have Paul George back, Paul George back, and playing like an MVP. And they might even have Kawhi Leonard back for for that game. I doubt it, but you know he'd be very close to returning at that point. So you got to win both of those matchups, which are very difficult for this struggling Lakers team as it is. And then you go up in a first round seven game series with the Phoenix Suns, who right now are the hottest team on planet Earth. You know, it's just what you want to kick the can down the road for an inevitable failure. And the Lakers getting bounced from the playoffs is inevitable as the dog that barks when he sees a cat past the window. So <laughs> that's what I think is happening. Right now. You know, so so Michael, you cover the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Rams, and me and Jay were talking about in the first segment that. Um, Listen, I didn't think I'd be comparing the Rams to the Lakers and the Dodgers this quickly. But here's the first thing that they did was they won. And I think you really have to do that in Los Angeles. You have to win championships. And they won a Super Bowl. The other thing that they're doing is they're going after superstars. And so they lose Von Miller. And no, no, no shame in that. Von got an amazing contract. They replaced him with a player. A linebacker that that is another first ballot Hall of Fame player in Bobby Wagner. Uh, you know what the fan base in Los Angeles is, and you know this well. They they just want to know that you're going after the superstars, that you're competing, that you're putting together a championship roster. Uh, your thoughts on the Rams? A signing Wagner, but B just they're always in contention. If, if a big name is available, you can bet that the Rams are in the conversation. Yeah, Ross, you nailed it. I'm glad you finally brought up the big man, Bobby Wagner, uh, coming to the Rams. You know, we talked about him on your show last week. You asked me, is he coming? What are the chances? I told you what Les Snead told me, and that was they love the name. They've talked about it internally. They got all the coaching staff together. They all started looking at film, and they were like, is this guy a fit? And I was like, well, that tells me maybe they don't think he is. 
or maybe they do. And clearly they think he is a fit for this team. And as you mentioned, and I saw you tweet on Thursday, filling the role that Von Miller uh, is leaving by going to Buffalo. And we're talking right now to, to use another Game of Thrones analogy, uh, Arash, the Rams are like the Lannisters. If, if the Lakers are like the Starks, they keep getting killed. The Rams are the Lannisters. They just keep getting richer. Yeah. And they keep getting luckier by having guys want to choose them, especially a hometown boy, Bobby Wagner from Los Angeles, uh, takes place the, the place of Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, who's also from Los Angeles, who departed to Tennessee. So you have a guy who is probably a future Hall of Famer again, like Von Miller, signing on a five-year deal right now worth $50 million, which I think is a bargain for him. But if he oh, does yeah. those incentives, it goes up to $65 million. But in his 10 seasons in Seattle, you know, he had 1,383 tackles. That's the most tackles by any active player. 11 interceptions, uh, 78 QB hits, and an eight-time uh, pro bowler named to the first All-NFL team six times. This is a guy that the Rams fans are going to love. And to your point now, as far as the Rams are now starting to operate like the Lakers, like the Dodgers. And what I think you mean by that is sustained success, yeah. right? In 2018, when they went to the Super Bowl, you and I were there in Atlanta and they lost to the Patriots. People were talking about that Super Bowl window closing, right? You got Your franchise had to change overnight. Think about that team in 2018 uh, that went to the Super Bowl. Your starting quarterback is gone. He's been replaced by Matthew Stafford. Your starting running back, Todd Gurley, is gone. Uh, your best players on defense, gone, replaced by guys like Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, Aaron Donald's still there, but most of those guys turning over. So I think yeah. what Les Snead has figured out here is if I just lock in and reward my best guys, my superstars, and just continue to just evolve around them, mixing pieces in and out, right? I have the luxury of playing in SoFi. I have the luxury of being in Los Angeles. And now I have the luxury of being a team that wins championship and goes to the playoffs. And that's what attracts teams. You know, Bobby Wagner, I wrote about this earlier. He had his pick. The Baltimore Ravens wanted him. The Dallas Cowboys wanted him. Uh, and his buddy, Richard Sherman, also an L.A. guy who played with him on the Legion of Boom in Seattle with the Seahawks, he said it. He said he took less money to uh, come home to L.A. Odell Beckham Jr. did the exact same thing, and hopefully he comes back as well. That's part of it. When you see how much fun they're having, when you see uh, the way Sean McVay kind of has a family attitude where everybody holds themselves accountable and you win, that's being the biggest thing. Uh, you see what happens. And the last thing I'll say, Arash, was I saw this chart on Twitter. It was talking about all of the quarterbacks in the NFL this season and their aggressiveness on third down and their completion percentage and ability to get the first down and extend the sticks on third down. Matthew Stafford led the entire NFL more than Patrick Mahomes, more than Tom Brady, more than Aaron Rodgers. And guess who was last on that list, Arash? Jared Goff. Oh, wow. And I don't want to pick on poor Jared Goff who's embarrassed <laughs> to Detroit to the Motor City, but that shows you the gap as far as when the moment is the toughest, when it's third down and you need that first down and you need to keep a drive going, the difference between what Matthew Stafford was able to do with this team and the talent around him and what Jared Goff was able to do. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, yeah, I was going to say, GG8 was the first yeah, one to I, say this. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so, Arash. I mean, Jared Goff, like, gotta love him. He's the nicest man on the planet, but... 
nice doesn't win you championships. Nice isn't going to win you rings. And that's, you know, kind of where, where the Rams were with Jared Goff. It's like, buddy, like we, you know, we got to move on from this. Um, speaking of, you know, the, the Rams and where them bringing along that star power, them bringing along, you know, these, um, these great phenomenal players, where do you think, like you can bring all the stars you want, does not always equivocate to a Super Bowl. Do you think if we're going to put our chips in right now, do you see them winning a Super Bowl or do you just see them contending for the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, G. Hey, just asked the Los Angeles Lakers about collecting superstars. Can <laughs> they even make the playoffs, as we just said in the last segment? Uh, I think the way this team is, and, and in the NFL, and as we're seeing in the NBA with the Lakers, uh, and you could even throw the Dodgers uh, last season into this mix as well. And I was just talking about you know, this with Dave Roberts. Uh, this uh, on Thursday afternoon, I was just talking with him about uh, the fact that health, you know, Max Muncy getting Max Muncy getting injured in the last game of the season and having to miss the entire postseason. Clayton Kershaw being unable to pitch in the entire postseason. Injuries can completely derail something that was seemingly destined on paper to be accomplished based on the uh, assortment of talent that you've collected. You know, this treasure chest of jewels. Uh, Rams right now have a huge treasure chest, let's be honest, and they have all of the pieces. But like you said, uh, in order to get this, the same as what the Lakers have had to do, and the Dodgers have only been the best one of doing this, you still have to have depth behind you. Well, the, Lake, the Rams, excuse me, don't have that depth if some of these superstars get hurt. They're going to be thin at certain places, especially defensive back on the opposite side of the field where Jalen Ramsey lines up. They're going to be thin at certain <laughs> places, and some major injuries can absolutely derail a season that seems like it's destined to end with a Super Bowl run. But right now, I would say for sure, gee, hey, they're a playoff team. And if they can remain healthy, just like we saw in their most recent Super Bowl run, with the exception of Robert Woods, which obviously they placed, replaced with Odell Beckham for that push, uh, then they can absolutely win it again. But you got some teams in the Packers, the Niners, uh, the Cardinals will be up and coming again. Uh, and obviously Tampa Bay back with Tom Brady, they're going to have something to say about that. But I still think right now they're probably the favorites in the NFC. So, Michael, you are in Phoenix, Glendale. They're right next to each other uh, in uh, at Dodger spring training. Um, give us a sense of this team. We've we've talked about it and, and a lot of people have written about it now. I, I saw, um, you know, Fox Sports and ESPN and perhaps you've touched on this at, as well, that this could be a the greatest Dodgers lineup of all time, but we'll see how it plays out. Maybe the greatest lineup in Major League Baseball history. Now that you're seeing it up close, you're getting a preview of what the fans are going to see this season. Your thoughts on the lineup in this team that the Dodgers have put together? Yeah, Rosh, and then after that, I'll give you a couple insider yeah. secrets from, from here at Camelback if I can. So first and foremost, yes, this is probably – the best Dodgers roster we've seen. And again, on paper, as we keep saying, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to equate to a World Series championship. But we also said this about the team last year, and things happened. Injuries derailed them. Uh, they couldn't, they were kept losing close games. Cody Bellinger got colder than an ice cube in the freezer in the dead of winter. Uh, you had things that just you couldn't foresee. Trevor Bowers off the field issues and situation and having him be suspended. Had those things not happened, had Kershaw not gotten hurt, Muncie not gotten hurt, and Trevor Bauer not been put on administrative leave, I think this team wins the World Series easily. Yeah. They were two wins away from going to the World Series. 
uh, as it was with all of those things against them. So they're back this year. And one of those guys they're missing is Corey Seager, who I saw and spoke to one-on-one -on -one in an interview on Thursday. Um, you know, he, he will be friends with everybody. He's going to miss everything, but he's excited to be part of the ground floor of a build project in Texas with the Rangers and in Arlington, that new stadium that you and I have been to at Globe Life yeah. Field. Uh, but they replaced Corey Seager with Freddie Freeman, another number five lefty bat. Uh, and all the other pieces pretty much are back. But to me, I'm looking at the glaring weakness, which is the Dodgers starting rotation. We don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. We're going to get some clarity on that around April 14th, right around when the Dodgers home opener is going to be. And then we'll know how long his suspension is. Is it a season? Is it a little time? And what the Dodgers plan to do once they know how long that suspension is. I can tell you right now, from speaking with Mark Pryor, Dave Roberts, and Andrew Friedman over the last week, uh, they're planning on operating this season without Trevor Bauer being available to them. And obviously we know what the fans think. And obviously this new lawsuit against the athletic and Molly Knight, who you and I both know well, yeah. just, you know, drives me nuts to what's going on with, with that whole situation, but it's the starting rotation. You have Walker Bueller, I think will, you know, compete for the Cy Young award again, Julio Rios, who was phenomenal. The, the first 20 game winner since Kershaw last year. And then you have Kershaw and we don't know what he's going to be. He's always injured every single year. And then after that, you don't have a whole lot behind it. You have a little bit of depth, but this might be the least amount of depth in the starting rotation I've ever seen them. You have a rebuild project in Andrew Heaney, the former angel. Uh, you got Tyler Anderson, a rebuild project from the Rockies and some other teams. Uh, you know, Tony Gonsolin is expected to start. You don't have Dustin May until probably August. David Price is going to be in the bullpen. You've lost Kenley Jansen, your closer. So that's where I see the hole on this Dodgers team. And I think they're only going to go as far as that starting rotation gets them. And I think once April 14th rolls around, we'll have some clarity. And if indeed the Dodgers will be without Trevor Bauer for the 2022 season and his money will be off the books, then I think they will go out and get a starting pitcher knowing that this is another chance for them to win a title. And uh, what are some of the uh, kind of tips or some insider knowledge? Michael, you're always in the thick of things, getting those one-on-ones, guys on the side. What, uh, what are some other tidbits that you've gotten so, so far from spring training? Yeah, you know, Edwin Rios is healthy with that injured shoulder that he had surgically repaired in the offseason. I think he's going to be huge for this team. He's already hit three home runs in the spring. He's got that power stroke back. And I think you're going to see some guys contribute in Jake Lamb, maybe even Kevin Pillar. Uh, uh, Hanser, um, Hanser Alberto might be a guy that you might see play very well this year. I think Cody Bellinger is going to struggle, continue to struggle. You've seen him already struggle in spring. Um, I think he's going to continue that into the season, uh, but I don't think you have to worry about the offense much. So now here's some things I can tell you. I wrote a story about it. Clayton Kershaw is adding a new pitch, mm. his arsenal. Obviously, we know his bread and butter is the curveball, the slider, and that four-seam fastball that he can have pinpoint accuracy with, but he is now adding a changeup. He always tinkered with a changeup in spring training and then never brought it into the regular season. I think this is the year Clayton Kershaw brings a changeup into the regular season, and I think it makes him an even better pitcher this year than we've seen in the last couple of years, especially with his fastball velocity dipping down. Um, and I think, honestly, Trey Turner is the best player on this Dodgers team. That's amazing. With yeah, his, With his that, speed, going yeah. back to shortstop, and the way he, the way he won a batting title last year, I think if he wins a batting title again this year, you could argue he's the best player on the team, and it's imperative for the Dodgers uh, to try to sign him long-term uh, if he's willing to do so, which he, so far through Springs, he said he has been willing to do. 
Um, but that's kind of the latest, as I was mentioning to you, with some of the inside stuff. Uh, I do have some reports that some of the guys in the bullpen are not going to be ready for opening day. Uh, they were just too far behind the eight ball. So the fact I would expect to see 16 pitchers on that opening day roster in Colorado against the Rockies. And I expect to see probably all of them be used at Coors Field in those first three games. Uh, so that's some of it. I'll have some more for you as far as what's going on here in a few days. I mean, it is amazing as we're, you know, our last 60 seconds or so, you know, Trey Turner is, I mean, I mean he put up numbers we haven't seen since Jackie Robinson in terms of what a Dodgers player can do. So, I mean, again, there are so many people out there who be like, wait a minute, what about Mookie Betts? What about Fr- Freddie Freeman? Yes. Those guys are amazing. They, they could be the best players. Uh, but, Michael, I agree with you. Trey Turner, if things go right for him, could be the best player on this roster. We look forward uh, to you returning to Los Angeles. Thank you so much, Michael. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.